Welcome to Two for None and this emergency special episode. We usually don't do episodes while the test is going on, but in the midst of this third test, an event has occurred which has thrown the entire of Australian cricket into disrepute. Um, and Chris and I are here to unpack that very event and try and work out the ins, the outs, and all the bits around. Chris Barty, my dear co-host, how are you, sir? How are you feeling over there? Yeah, oh, it's... Uh it's a it's a hollow feeling, isn't it? Uh, uh, waking up to read the news. Of course, they, I mean, maybe the test match wasn't going that well, but I don't think anyone anticipated this kind of uh, uh, well catastrophe. Really, yeah. And I think catastrophe is a pretty fair word, CTV. I mean, I read some a statement today saying that this is the lowest point for Australian cricket since the underarm incident in the 80s against the Kiwis. And in a lot of ways, I feel it's probably worse than that. At least at the time, underarm was legal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard to wrap your head around. If you've missed the news, the news is this, that in the afternoon of um, yesterday's play... Uh, in Cape Town, Cameron Bancroft was seen with a piece of yellow tape uh, in his hands, applying the yellow tape to the side of the ball. He got caught on a whole bunch of cameras um, and was shown in slow-mo to be tampering with the ball. And um, in the press conference after play, the ball got changed, the umpire saw it, it, everybody called it out, so there was no impact um, on the game itself, and the game continued on. Um, But in in aftermatch the press conference Smith and um, Bancroft basically said that the leadership group decided that they needed a way to get an advantage and perhaps using this piece of yellow tape found in their kit could be a way to get some grit from the rough parts of the pitch and apply that grit to the rough side of the ball in an effort Mm. to rough it up further Bancroft has been charged um, with a level 2 offence of attempting to alter the lit condition of the ball. The exact penalty is still unknown. He could get fined anywhere between 50 and 100% of his match fee and three or four demerits to his uh, record, which after we've talked about would mean that he'd miss the next test. But there's a lot of bigger implications for this CTB. Steve Smith's captaincy is now in doubt. David Warner's vice-captaincy is now in doubt. Um, the future of this test series is now in doubt. And it's a difficult thing to process. Yeah, it, it is, isn't it? I, um, uh, I think the first thing is uh, a shock uh, because there's there's no precedent for this for from uh, someone like Steve Smith. There's no indication that this was in his DNA that he's a mm. you know that he's a bad sportsman that he's you know that uh, he plays outside the spirit of the game everyone knows how much he loves the game how much he loves batting and um, you know it's pretty much I think he you know I think he left school at 15 or something I, I may have that wrong but I, I think you know but he, to, to play cricket you know so this is what he does you know this is his life um, he's just made a dumb it de- <laughs> just made a dumb decision it was just dumb. I just... Uh, it's really, really dumb, Chris. Mind-blowingly, actually. I mean, and people people not particularly familiar with 
uh, cricket. And look, we we here at Two for None, we peddle out some pretty high grade fertilizer. Um, <laughs> you know, in terms of our opinions and stuff, you know, and, and you might be you might be asking, what's so big about you know rubbing some dirt on the ball, but the thing in cricket is that ball tampering second only to maybe match fixing or spot fixing it's pretty much like the worst thing you can do um mm. you know the, probably probably the worst things that you can do in cricket are match fixing uh deliberately seeking to injure a batsman or an, or another player um and ball tampering like yeah. that's it really um you know cricket's not really a game that you have performance enhancing drugs or anything like it's not really a thing that happens um and so it so it, it beggars belief from that point of view you just get the sense that maybe you know maybe the test match wasn't going so well um and they were you know as they said trying to get an advantage and and trying to make something happen because they were getting, you know, uh, kind of belted to all parts and, and didn't bat particularly well. Um, so, I, 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 but even then, like, it, it's generally understood that Australian teams don't do this. You know, you just, no. you just, you just don't do it. So You just don't. So, we've, we've, you know, so now that kind of moral high ground that we had is gone. Uh, you know, we can no longer kind of, you know, s- sit there and tell other countries what to do. Um, so that and Chris, this is going to follow Steve Smith and Cameron Bancroft for the rest of oh. their careers. Like cricketers, you know, and and the liberal elite media like us, we don't forget this sort of stuff. No, you know, it's not as if Steve Smith is going to go from here and this is all going to blow over. I mean. Match fixing, it stays in people's minds. I mean, Muhammad Amir, when he got done for spot fixing, had to go to jail for five years and then work his way back up through cricket before he got to re... It took him basically a decade to make his comeback from that. And look like... I'd say that this is a step below that, but not by much. And especially for Australia, I mean, it's just... It's not how we play. It's not how we roll. I mean, if our team loses, we want to see them go down fighting. And you know, and you know what? Like, there's, so there's a couple of things that that uh, before we get into the futures of the players and all that kind of thing, there's a couple of things that make me disappointed and uh, frustrated and angry and sad and all that kind of. Thing. And people might say, "Well, what do you care? Like, you don't even play. Like, you, you know, you're just a supporter." But like. Um, you know, or you're not, you know, you're not out there and this doesn't affect you and blah, blah, blah. But like we as consumers of the game, like pay money to go and watch these guys play or people pay money to buy a, a pay television subscription or a digital subscription mm. to watch them play because of the, you know, the, the mastery and the skill and the manner in which the guys play the game, and the the hundred and you know you know hundred or so years of, of history that have uh, have gone before them, um, you know, and Australian teams, you know, aren't built on you know winning all the time and, and winning at all costs. You know, we're built on getting flogged and kind of 
bouncing back. Like, so it doesn't yeah. matter you're going to. It doesn't matter that you're going to get flogged. You know, so that that all really frustrates me. The, um, uh, you know, the. Uh, what do you? So if if you, and if you're a if you're a if you're a dad of like a young kid or, or whatever who, who's mm. been watching the entire summer of cricket, watching the Ashes and and all that kind of thing, and and you know, and cricket's supposed to be the the gentleman's game, you know, and you, you know we're we're getting uppity about Rabada, you know, flicking a shirt, yeah, flicking a out. shirt, yeah. Because cricket's the gentleman's game, and then we cheat, like so uh, uh, mind boggling. It's 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 mind boggling. So that the I I feel for Bancroft. You know, it's not easy to stand up to your mates and say no, I won't do it. Um, and maybe he he was feeling a little bit under, under the pump to stay in the team or whatever, even though he just made a you know a pretty decent seventy odd. And that's in a really interesting point, Chris. So just sorry to cut you in there, mate. But the the situation with Bancroft is is really it's a it's a delicate one, I think. So what what I've read is and what he said in the press conference was that he was around when this conversation was happening mm. and volunteered to be the guy to get the piece of tape and and try and apply it to the ball. But you've got to wonder if that's how that went down. And if it was a case of him going, yeah, I'll do anything to be a part of this team, or whether Smithy or Warner or whoever else in the leadership group, um, I'm speculating here, but I think a guy like Nathan Lyon or you know Tim mm. Payne or Kawaja are probably your likely candidates um, who would have been around, flicking in the ball and saying, him the, the idea and saying you're the young bloke you're the bloke under the hat you're the newest guy in the team this is your job make it happen yeah well, you know like i mean the, how did that go conversation actually go down well i look i think for you know from what i understand from what i've you know from reading the press today the leadership group is smith warner lion hazelwood and stark so right. um you know you can potentially see you know the fast bowlers maybe not having a great game and you know, and all that sort of thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how it came about other than, you know, as you say, he was in the in and around or around the conversation and walking past or whatever he was doing and, and they've pulled him in and said, you know, you're the guy. Now, whether he's volunteered or being forced, I think is kind of beside the point. You know, he's made... He has... Uh, it's a difficult thing to stand up to your teammates and say, this is the wrong way to go about it. And we shouldn't be doing it this way, or I'm not going to be a part of that. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, it's not probably it's what he should have done, but it's not what happened. So his lump that he'll have to cop for that is whatever the ICC hands down. Now, from my p- point of view, I think that's where you leave it with Cameron Bancroft. So he'll cop his lump and whatever, you know, like that's that's fine. He's he's not going to play the next next test match. Um, the impact i think on everybody else that's involved so as i said this series is just uh i mean there's been some great cricket played but gee it's spectacular gee it paints us in a bad light because we out terrible um have uh complained about you know name calling and sledging which by the way you know australia does uh oh, really chris us yeah 
Are you, right? are you implying that a, a, the Australian cricket team has been known to call people names? Yeah, Personal right? names, Chris. Unbelievable. So, so we've, we <laughs> complain about that, which is like, uh, well, okay, like, you know, you, we'll support the team or whatever, so we'll kind of let it go. But, and we complain, and we're, you know, we're all forgetting Kagisa Rabada banned for flicking a shirt and having an overze- overzealous celebration, which, by the way, we also do and have done for a century. Um, all that crap going on and then you do this so you've just completely so this test match is gone they're going to get flogged and they're going to get flogged in the next test match because South Africa now know that they have a mental edge over Australia um, and and will be fired up and, and ready to go in terms of you know what you do from here I think you know uh, to me Simon Kadic kind of Hit, it, hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, uh, Smith's captaincy is untenable. So, it, 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 he can't play the next test match. Can he play the next series? I don't know. But he certainly can't captain the team because it was a uh, a serious failure of leadership. Um, so, he's gone. Warner, um, look, and I understand that there were some disparaging comments made about his family and his wife and all that kind of thing. But if he was part of that discussion... And in light of what's happened um, in this test series and um, in uh, previous test series with all that kind of thing, you know, it adds up. So to me, he can't be part of the leadership group. And, and if he was part of this decision to tamper with the ball, he can't play in the next test match. He's got to go. Um, I, f- I feel awful for Darren Lehman because he was not part yeah, of this he didn't at all. Know. He didn't know that Buffy had no idea. You know, but it's it's but you're presiding over this. So you gotta go. Um and then to me, again, any other member of the leadership group, if it was if if indeed and look I don't know if they were, they certainly haven't been named at this stage or anything like that. But any other member of the leadership group, so whether it's Stark, Hazelwood, Lion, any of those guys, if you were at any part name part of this uh discussion um to cheat uh, you got to go. You got you, you can't you can't play. Um, and you know, as as I said, I think the reasons I outlined some reasons for that earlier. But you know, the the um, implications for this are really far reaching because if you're a sponsor of the Australian cricket team, oh, if you're Qantas, yeah, what do you what do you do you want do you want to align your your brand with this, like? You know, and, and you know, or if you're if you're the Australian Sports Commission, who, by the way, you know, Australia also likes to take to take uh, in Olympic sports and other sports, loves to take a moral high ground and and you know, and be the the clean country and the fair country and all this kind of thing. Are you going to be looking at your your funding arrangements? You know, it's. I have to. I want to believe, and I have to believe that it was a dumb, dumb decision that was not well thought through because I don't believe that he's a Steve Smith is a, is a, is a bad person uh, and I and I what I do applaud them for is um, fessing up straight away and yeah. apologising straight away um, and accepting the ban straight away that is absolutely the right thing to do uh, you've got to take your lumps um, straight up because it would be much worse if they tried to uh, hide the 
fact that they had, uh, you know, cheated or attempted to cheat um, and then been found out later. That would be much worse. So I'm glad that they, they did the right thing there and there'll be, some, there'll be consequences. So I think the best case scenario really is that for the fourth test, there's a, you, you clean anyone that's involved, clean house, they, they got to go. Um, you know, you look at the touring party that's there, um, you know, is there going to be sufficient coverage um, to field the team? Um, and you'd have to say, look, there, pro- there probably will be. By the way, there's a Sheffield Shield final going on at the moment. Um, yeah, far out. So, geez, you want to make some runs because there'll be some opportunities. Um, CTB, I mean, I, I, I really agree with you, mate. I, I think that a lot of their situations are untenable. Um, but I don't. here's what I don't see happening. I don't see these guys being removed before the next test. And I know that sounds dramatic but i just don't see it happening just from the way that ca are talking unless smith steps aside from his own volition which it doesn't look like he's going to do um this is going to take a while and the reason why i say that is that um the cricket australia general manager um has has james sorry chief executive james sutherland has did a press conference today he's sending pat howard and uh, the head of their integrity, who's a lawyer by the name of Ian Roy, have been dispatched to South Africa to investigate the incident. And I can't see them um, making a choice on what should happen to these players until that investigation is concluded. Mm. And, and given the fact that you've got a lawyer there, um, I, d- I don't see any changes to the team unless they're player-induced happening before the next test. I mean, uh, I, I agree with you, mate, when I say that when you say that that they have really, really brought the game into complete disrepute, and and especially for how Australia sees its cricket team and the high horse that we stand on, and I think it is in a way remarkable that Smith w- didn't even entertain the idea of stepping aside, um, and I think that he may have to. The only other way I could see this playing out is that they cancel the next test that Australia forfeits. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, they're, they're not going to cancel the next test. So they, they'll play, um, and I think South Africa will be keen to play. Um, oh, South Africa will be, are you kidding you know, me? They'll so, be so chomping gonna, at I, the they, I don't think they'll cancel the next test because at this rate, at this moment, only one player, uh, you know, looks set to miss, and that's Cameron Bancroft. Um, I understand what you're saying about, you know, Australia Cricket Australia wanting to do its due diligence. Um, and you know, and and conduct a thorough investigation, um, and they should, um, you know, before making a decision on the on the long term playing futures futures of the players. Um, but for me, uh, from a public relations point of view, um, for a for the reputational damage that this is causing cricket Australia, um, and has it has the potential to cause the longer while those players uh, uh, that were involved play, it doesn't do cricket any good. Um, and look, I, no one, I, w- I hope for a really good result here in that I hope that, um, you know, that the players involved are able to put up their hand, cop their lumps um, and come back and play cricket the way that it should be played. But... I just don't see, for me, um, until uh, you, you know everything can be 
sort through that these that these guys can play. So I, I take the opposite position there. I think that um, you know uh, if Smith and and Warner are, uh, Smith Bancroft and Warner are gone, um, you know you'll see uh, Hanscom uh, come in because uh, he's, he's already there. Uh, I think you might see uh, Joey Burns and and Matt Renshaw on the plane after the. the uh, after the Shield final, and the other name that I, I would throw around there too is George Bailey, um, because George Bailey, you know, is renowned for being a good bloke and, a, and an ultimate team man, and and it would just maybe provide a bit of a soothing locker room presence, um, sort of similar in the way that he did when um, he took over the kind of the, the one day captaincy when Michael Clark was dealing with some uh, injury issues back in 2014-15, I think. So uh, that's what I would be doing. Um, I think if any of the if any of the bowling unit was involved, uh, you know I think they also have to step aside. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Chad St- Chad Sayers, potentially Jai Richardson get a call up, um, and and go from there. Um, what would be interesting if if Smith doesn't play, um, is and Warner doesn't play, is then who takes over the captaincy? Um, and for my mm. for my mind, it's either Kawaja or Mitchell Marsh. Um, who are the players with probably the most recent um, captaincy, captaincy experience. experience at domestic yeah. level, unless you choose to bring in someone like George Bailey from the outside who's done the job before. i tell you what would be amazing, Chris, is if all that did go down and Mitch Marsh was appointed captain and after two, like, you know, yeah. probably about a month of you and I sledging Justin Langer on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so telling him his dream and that comes to fruition. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see, Chris. I, I really don't know, mate. I mean, what I will say is that I am so spectacularly disappointed like mind-bogglingly so and this whole series has become marred by stuff which has been so not to do with cricket you know it's been about freaking demerit points it's been about ball tampering it's been about style of celebration um and and and, you know it's been about play comments about players wives i mean all of that is so irrelevant the performances that have been happening on the field and, and, and a lot of ways have really yeah. detracted from it yeah. um, and, and that's the thing like all the other stuff the you know the Kikita Rabada uh, shirt flick and the celebrations and and the Cox comments in the staircase you know, the, the Cox comments in the staircase like all of that now you know and then Boof, Boof coming out yesterday and saying oh it's a disgrace well you might have been right 24 hours ago but that's all uh, superfluous to the game itself and it just exposes Australia as being two-faced um, you know lacking moral courage I mean I, I don't know and maybe these are knee-jerk comments and reactions and stuff but it's just I, I'm, as a cricket fan I'm just yeah got it it's, it's crap yeah yeah, man, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, just stepping in there, I mean, we're not the only ones feeling this way, mate. Um, Adam Gilchrist has come out and said that he's he's feeling pretty bad for the players. They're going to be shattered and disappointed, um, and he reckons they're going to get blown away in this test match. Um, everyone from Catherine McGregor to Michael Vaughan to Michael Clark has come out. Um, and, and you know what? Like, Clarkie copped a lot of nonsense um, and sometimes he really deserved it over the course of his captaincy. Sometimes he really was not the best guy. Um, but I could never see this 
happening under Michael Clark. I mean, I'm so surprised it's happened under Steve Smith. I never thought he'd be that kind of guy either, but you know, say what you will about Clark and Ponting. I mean, nothing like this has ever happened before under any Australian captain, and it is such a blight on Smith's record. I mean, but on this very pod, not, you know, two months ago, we could not say enough good things about Steve Smith, mm. and it's so disappointing and so sad that that this has changed so much um i'm I'm with you mate i love steve smith as a cricketer i think he's incredible he's an incredible batsman um and i think he's been a really great captain for a long time but you can't i can't say that about him anymore i don't know that anybody will be able to going forward it's yeah really truly quite devastating for australian cricket today look i uh I don't think he'll captain. I don't think he can captain the next test because, as I said, I think it was an error of judgment. I think it was a a, a failing of leadership. Um, but uh, I think it was a mistake, and I think it was an error. Um, and people make mistakes, and he's human. And um, and you know, all those those all those that were involved um, made a mistake, and and are human. Um, and they're playing cricket. You know, um, it's not. Um, you know they're not drafting laws they're not um you know they're not performing heart surgery um you know all that stuff so that all does need to be need to be you know remembered um i guess what i what i hope uh can happen is that uh in the same way that uh uh you know shane warne and mark war were able to kind of work their way back into uh, uh Australian hearts and minds after their John the bookmaker thing and and you know and nobody really you know has too many issues with Greg Chappell anymore and um, you know after the underarm thing and time heals all wounds um, I guess you hope it just kind of hope it happens uh, sooner rather than later because um, right now this is not good so uh, the other thing I hope to is that the that um, there are people around uh, Steve Smith and and the others to kind of provide counsel and and help them through this difficult you know time because I've got no doubt yeah. that they feel pretty crap at the moment like I, they, they, oh, they, they sure. would feel terrible so yeah um, you know and 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 you know as I said um, fertilizer merchants like you you and me aren't probably helping the situation so um, uh, it is very fine fertilizer, though. I will say it will make your roses bloom. <laughs> we should put that on the packaging. <laughs> um, well, CTB, I think we might put a pin in it there, mate. Uh, we, as two for nine, will be back um, after this test match concludes, after Australia, no doubt, get absolutely smashed over the next couple of days. Um, and, and, oh, unless they play one of the greatest innings of all time, well, you know, and we'll be back to wrap all that. You know what, mate? I'll, Sorry, I, I hope uh, I hope Banners uh, digs in the second innings and and uh, shows more of the character that he showed in that in that fine knock in the first uh, first dig, and uh, uh, can show us what he can do. Uh, I think that that's that's w- one of the ways that we can end on a high is if these players show us something over the next couple of days and. Let's hope that's the case. Couldn't agree more, mate. Thank you very much, CTV, for joining me for this emergency podcast. Folks, uh, if you haven't yet, please go and find us on Facebook, like us, share this pod around with your friends. Um, Next time we're back, I promise that we'll have more jokes and we'll be a bit more up and about. 
<laughs> regardless of how this pod ends. But CTB, thank you very much for joining me, sir. Um, and we will be back after the next test. See you then, everybody, and take it easy out there. Thank you.